worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I am here today to tell you that the West is in danger. It is in danger because those who are supposed to uphold the values of the West find themselves co-opted by a worldview that inexorably leads to socialism and consequently to poverty. Uh, I am here to tell you that collectivist experiments are never the solutions to the problems that affect the citizens of the world, but on the contrary, they are their cause. Uh, They say that capitalism is bad because it is individualistic and that collectivism is good because it is altruistic. And consequently, they strive for social justice. But this concept, which which in the first world has become fashionable in the last decade, has been a constant in Argentina uh, for more than 80 years. The problem is that social justice is not only not fair, but also does not contribute to the general welfare. On the contrary, it is an intrinsically unjust idea. Because it is violent, it is unjust because the state is financed by taxes, and taxes are levied coercively, or can any of us choose not to pay taxes? Which means that the state is financed through coercion, and the greater tax burden, the greater the coercion. Uh, There has never been in all of human history a time of greater prosperity than the one we live in today. The world today is freer, richer, more peaceful, and more prosperous than at any other time in our history. The essential problem, though, of the West today is that we must not only confront those who, even after the fall of the Berlin Wall and the overwhelming empirical evidence, continue to strive for impoverishing socialism, but also our own leaders, thinkers, and academics who, under a mistaken theoretical framework, undermine the foundations of the system that has given us the greatest expansion of wealth and prosperity in our history. Uh, the only thing that this agenda of radical feminism has resulted in is the greater, uh, greater uh, is greater intervention by the state to hinder economic growth, giving work to bureaucrats who did not contribute anything to society, whether in the format of the Ministry of Women or in the international organizations declare, uh, dedicated to promoting this agenda. They maintain that human beings damage the planet, that it must be protected at all costs, even going so far as to advocate for population control mechanisms or the bloody agenda of abortion. These harmful ideas have strongly permeated society. Uh, Since we decided to abandon the model of uh, freedom that has made us rich, we have been trapped in a downward spiral where we are poorer every day. Those are the words of a really interesting dude, Argentinian President Javier Millet. That was his, uh, those were his words at the World Economic Forum in Davos. And uh, how's he wrong? <laughs> I, I really wanted to start the show with those words. Because he's right. Now, he's talking specifically about Argentina, uh, which was, like many nations that fall to socialism, which uh, I guess has been around for about 100 years before this guy came along. Very rich, culturally rich country, financially rich, economically rich country, uh, and has been dragged through the mud through socialism. He's talking about the demise of the West. And baby, you and I are living it right now. Um, Yeah, I was thinking about capitalism (laughs) the other day. I'm involved in capitalism because I, I try to sell my stupid books of poetry. But Amazon uh, is doing something really interesting in that uh, they have brokered a deal with a faith-based film production company, the same production company that uh, put out Jesus Revolution last year 
Amazon's looking at the Sound of Freedom and this this streaming TV show, which I've just started watching, uh, called The Chosen about the life of Jesus Christ. And Amazon is uh, smelling blood in the water, man. There's money in them dar hills. Because why? Because a lot of people consume this product. The greatest, um, how shall I put this? If you want more freedom on planet Earth, you, in a sense, need more free markets. You need more capitalism. This is why socialists and statists and fascists hate the free market, free market system so much. Why? Because in a free market system, you're, you are the boss. You as the consumer. My brother Ware talks about this all the time. Where you spend your money is your freedom and your power. Okay, in this country, things that don't make money go away. (laughs) Things that make a lot of money, whether it's a service or a good or what have you, that people want and they buy, like these stinking stupid, you know, what are these, these drink cups or whatever the hell they are. All right, things that make a lot of money and a lot of people consume, well, they flourish and thrive. And and you, with where you spend your money, whether it's here or in Europe or wherever the hell it is, but especially here, how and where you spend your money is your freedom. It is your power. This is why people who want the freaking government to run your, your ass hate capitalism so much. Because and this is also it also explains why in this country, government wants to take over energy. Government wants to take over uh, pretty much every part of your life. How you cook your food, you know, what kind of laundry uh, or washing machine you use, what kind of car you drive. They they want to commandeer control over all of the stuff that you need and want in your life. That right now you can make a choice to purchase uh, from a private company or corporation. And when you when you want to establish a fascist state, because I've, I've dumped the S word. This isn't really about so Socialism is a nice way of saying fascism. Socialism and communism are kind of fancy ways to, to add some kind of contrived ideology about society uh, on what is pure and simple fascism. Fascism doesn't need a reason. Fascism doesn't need an ideology. Fascism only needs fascism. It's only about control. And if you want to control a free people, you have to do away with capitalism. And that's essentially what this guy's saying. Because he's a he's a libertarian capitalist. That's how he describes himself. Uh, so I, I don't know what you make of that. I don't know. Maybe you think capitalism is horrible. May, again, maybe you're a, a self-loathing liberal idiot who listens to my show on a daily basis because you love self-flagellation. You love pain and being upset about things. Well, then you call me up and you explain to me how capitalism is evil. Because if you're saying capitalism itself is evil, you're also kind of saying that freedom itself is evil. Because you can't have you can't have it both ways. Capitalism is the ultimate expression and manifestation of a free people. Uh, and uh, you want to talk about equitable outcomes? Well, there might not be equal outcomes in a capitalist society, but everybody has the same opportunity to come up with something to sell and make a gajillion dollars overnight. You also have an equitable chance of of failure. That's true. Not everybody makes it. Well, not everybody has a good idea or a timely idea or what have you. But you are witnessing in this country right now, whether we're you know, you're talking about the immigrant crisis, the illegal alien, the immigration thing, the economy. But actively what you have right now is a government that is not only at war with its own people, not only at war with your freedom and your personal liberties, individual liberties, guaranteed to you by virtue of being born on this freaking planet, God or whatever you want to say. And and But man, the one thing they got to get rid of is capitalism. That's why they're destroying the energy industry in this country. Uh, that's, uh, they increasingly commandeer arts and culture and media and news and journalism. Uh, and yes, your daily life. How do you get to work? How, what do you drive? Can you drive? Can you 
be mobile on your own or should you be dependent on public transportation that the government will provide. And that's all that's going on in Davos. Don't kid yourself and don't don't be so naive as to think that this has anything to do with the weather patterns of a 7 billion year old planet. Don't don't allow yourself to be duped into thinking that this is somehow some benevolent push to save the planet because it's not in any way shape or form. The planet's fine. Okay? The planet ain't going anywhere. To quote George Carlin, someday maybe we will go someplace, but the planet's fine. This is about globalism. This is about uh, destroying capitalism and freedom around the world. And there's the D word. You want to toss that around? Democracy. One world government controlling everybody. That's really what this is about. And at the heart of that urge or that plot or that plan is money. Money and power. And that's what this guy was saying. I like this guy, man, this Javier Milai. He's, he's the Argentinian Trump, I think. 210-599-5555. Let's take a break. 210-599-5555. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 23 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. We're talking about the Argentinian president, the new Argentinian president who... Uh, put the smack down in Davos, <laughs> defending capitalism and freedom against socialism. Uh, yeah, these yahoos, man. I, I saw some video. Then we'll go to the phones. Or I saw some video yesterday. They had some native chick out there. I don't. I don't remember what rainforest she's from, but they had some traditional person, some kind of shaman, who was uh, uh, bringing the voice of the forest to Davos. And uh, she looked like something out of a 40-year episode of Gunsmoke, and she was blowing in their faces uh, the, the sound of the forest. And then the Argentinian president gets up there and gives them some reality. Uh, Trucker Mike, what are you thinking, man? Hey, yeah, Sean, I want to go back to what you guys were talking about on where, on where and Ryan show right before you guys went off. And that's, that's about that uh, this this loser that coaches the uh, San Antonio Spurs, Pop. uh, Greg Popovich, just like you said, uh, you say you don't go to the Spurs games no more, and I know a lot of other people that don't go to the Spurs games. This guy here, this guy here is nothing but one of those woke people. He hates everybody. He's a Donald Trump hater, just like you say, and uh, he doesn't even, he, you know, he doesn't even like himself. I don't think. You know, you see, I, I watched a little bit of the game last night because you know I like Wim Yama, the number one draft pick. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame that he had to go to the Spurs. Because this guy's gonna ruin this guy's career. When when they picked that guy up, they should have got rid of they should have got rid of Popovich. He took he took a once great sports organization and turned it into one of the worst in the NBA because of his negative attitude towards America and towards Donald Trump with these woke policies. And I just hope that he doesn't warp that young player's you know, mind. I, I think he's twenty twenty one years ago. I hope he doesn't warp his mind with that with that garbage that he preaches. Uh, Popovich. If, if I was the owner of the Spurs. I would get rid of him immediately. Uh, I wouldn't even wait until the end of the year. I would get rid of him immediately because he's a he's a bad look for the San Antonio Spurs. And I like to hear what you have to say about that. And I thank you for taking my call. Thank you, sir. He, right now, he's a bad look for anybody over sixty. Uh, you know, I uh, what Mike's talking about. Popovich apparently uh, was out there crowing about how he's teaching his players CRT, critical race theory, and just how bad white people are and all that happy crap. Pop, in my opinion, and I said this at the tail end of Warren Rima, is one of those guys that at some point started believing his own press kit. That guy really takes himself way too seriously. And frankly, right now, he's sucking at his job. I used to love watching the Spurs, man. Until I realized that old fool down there hates my stinking guts. I'll be damned if I'm going to pay $13 for a freaking Big Red for an old fart who hates my guts. And lay off the wine, man. Your your nose is turning red, dude. All them blood vessels are starting to snap. Uh, here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? Steve. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I, I call it reference to what you were talking about, the VA, the way the VA now for the illegals. My, yeah, that's another thing we were talking about at the last show. Yeah, no, uh, uh, we, we have uh, uh, veterans being shoved out of the VA, so there's health care can be provided for the illegals, right? Right. 
Yeah, my my brother-in-law is a retired colonel of the Air Force. He lives in the middle of South Dakota. Right. And they've gone, him and his wife have gone to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota for years right. to get their health care. They tried, recently tried to make an appointment, and they were refused. They said they were not taking anybody unless they lived in the county where the hospital was. Right, right. And that's because of illegal immigration up there. Well, that's a lot of these border towns, the hospitals are pretty much overrun. So you got pregnant moms right. in these border towns that can't get any health care because all the rooms are taken up with the illegals. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because they, they've been getting all their health care from there for, for years and years, right. and now they can't. Well, and, and I appreciate the call, man. My my dad used to complain about the VA. They they've sucked for a long time, and they're really sucking now with the uh, bringing all the illegals in. Also, uh, you've been hearing us reporting on uh, uh, it was Merrick Garland and Uvalde yesterday. Got a new report from the DOJ coming out on Uvalde and the school shootings and what the police did and what they didn't do. Uh, is he Adon? Is he still in Uvalde or is he is he moved on? Do we know? I don't know. Well, if if Merrick Garland, uh, the Attorney General of the United States of America, is still in Uvalde and anybody's hanging out with him, would you pass on to him that Sean Rima in San Antonio, Reverend Sean Rima, thinks he's a moralist, mediocre, unimpressive piece of crap? He's also a lying piece of crap. Just pass that on to me. James, let's have that down on the record. I know we keep a record of everything I say. It's important. <laughs> Just somebody pass on to Merrick. I think he's a worthless piece of crap. I really just want that message to get out there to him. And if he wants to come on the show and respond, that's fine. But he, the, the, this cabinet is populated with lying sacks of crap, talentless, mediocre, below-average individuals who couldn't make it in any other world, save for government, especially the Biden government. And I just wanted Merrick Garland to know I. As a tax-paying American citizen, sir, I think you're a useless piece of crap. And a schmuck. 210-599-5555. I felt good. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. I'm just picking up on this story on the air. Fox did a piece on this. I looked it up uh, during some of the breaks here, and wow, wow. Um, and uh, uh, James and Don, feel free to hop on this one, man. There's a, a dance studio in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, called Pink Poles Studios. <laughs> Pink Poles Studios is proud to announce their new class. It is a mommy and me pole dancing class. I saw that. They will teach you and your little booger how to pole dance like a real stripper. This is the actual. <laughs> this is the actual email they sent out. Exciting news! After three years of anticipation, it's finally happening. We're here to break stigmas and set the bar. Uh, download the app. The next Mommy and Me workshop is February 24th. Ages four and up are uh, welcome to attend. The These are pole dancing. This is teaching four and five and six-year-old girls how to be a stripper. Do you remember, like, and I've been to a few strip clubs, in all honesty. <laughs> I've been to the odd strip club in my time. Just a few. Why did you go to odd ones? <laughs> what? They were the more fun. They were more fun. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I, you remember about 10, 15 years ago, I bet you guys, both of you guys, it became fashionable for like, like high dollar white chicks married to like gynecologists and stuff to get, you know, stripper poles installed in their TV room or their weight room so they could spin around the poles and at home, you know. Well, to be to show be the fair, old man a good time. What's that? To be fair, I do know a couple of friends of mine that they do the pole dancing uh, classes, but they, right. they're not strippers. They have regular jobs. They just like doing all the, I don't know what you call acrobatic stuff. I, I have a good friend who does this. He's a dude. Yeah. And it's very healthy. But I, th- this class specifically, yeah, it's not just for. It's about teaching young girls how to freaking strip. Now, I, I. I as I said, I've been to the Odd Strip Club over the years. I've written some fascinating poetry uh, for a couple of strippers, to be honest with you. That doesn't mean I want my child to be a stripper. 
you know, I'm going to say to my kids someday, hey, I know you're, like, you're looking at this teaching gig, you know, but why don't you think about, have you considered exotic dancing? You know, could you give that one more, just give it a decent try before you go with being a teacher, you know? Right. And I, I you know, who, who are the chicks that want to be strippers? I, Grown-ass chicks, all right. But I, yeah, I, I do get a little tired of, like, because you know who the chicks are? The grown-ass chicks who want to, who wanna, like, learn how to pole dance like a stripper? Right. They're really annoying, high-dollar, Caucasian liberal Karens. Okay, that's who they are. Okay, those are the, those are the chicks that want to be strippers. And my reaction is always leave it to the professional, sweetheart. Le- let the strippers do the stripping. Right. Okay, they're good it's at it. It's not just a hobby for them. They are making a living uh, mm-hmm. uh, stripping, and uh, and you 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 you're just married to a dentist, and you got too much free time. And I, I'm just saying. And think about it this way: when you start doing that at home, you're taking away the paycheck of somebody who needs it. You're killing jobs. Right. Okay, exactly. You're killing jobs in a bad economy. I just love the glee that these people. What is it with the kids, man? Can you all just leave the freaking kids out of it, man? Whether, so whether it's drag queen, thing. gender crap, or it's now it's pole dancing. Mommy and me pole dancing. Me and it's called mommy and it's the mommy and me pole dancing workshop. Remember when mommy and me activities were like pottery or <laughs> making a fake alarm clock out of Hell. paper plates and popsicle sticks? What happened? Hell, shopping. You, you know, I, I don't get. I don't care anything. Pole dancing. Oh yeah, aim high. You know, nothing like having great lofty goals for your kid. Leave the pole dancing to the professionals, man. That's all I have to say about that. And 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 I guess the the dance studios all you know upset that people are reacting negatively. To that. <laughs> oh, I didn't expect that to happen. Okay, real a shocker. I didn't see that coming, man. People are upset about this. <laughs> what close-minded, mega-hat-wearing weirdos they are, man. You notice how it's not daddy and me? No, of course not. No, yeah. because dad's gone, and that's how they become strippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, daddy issues will send your ass into the strip club, man. Dad ain't there because dad's too busy being at a strip club. You don't pay him good money to watch that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 uh, you, you, white chicks, just, just leave the stripper poles alone. Okay, leave, leave it to the professionals. And for, for, furthermore, do you, do you really want your little cherub to grow up to be an exotic dancer? I'm not, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not being judgmental. I'm being observant. Again, I've done a lot of work with uh, various strip clubs over the years, whether professionally or personally. Okay, it, it being a strip stripper is. I know this may equally be shocking to you folks, but. It doesn't seem to be all that easy of a life, you know. I, I, it's not like the best people in the world going to strip clubs. You know, it's a hard life. You, you, you get naked for dudes for cash. Okay, <laughs> you know, that's what you're doing, and eventually the dudes aren't going to pay you the cash to watch anymore. And then what do you do? It's just why? What? What is this obsession with dragging kids and all this stuff, man? That's what I get sick of, man. Again, got nothing against strippers. I've had some great times in strip clubs. Some of them I can remember, you know, fairly clearly. Some memories are a little foggy. All I remember is coming up, uh, waking up the next day and my bank account's empty, you know, but beyond that. (laughs) You ever have the day? Well, then you're doing it all wrong. You ever have the day after a visit to the strip club uh, uh, awakening when you realize you you drop like a thousand bucks? I haven't done that. I I didn't do that in either of my marriages, but in between marriages, whoo. I dropped some cash in some strip clubs, man. I'm, I'll be honest with you. But again, that doesn't mean I want my freaking daughter to be, my daughters to be strippers. You know what I mean? I'd rather they be Hooters chicks than, than strippers, man. Okay, I'm just being honest with you. <sighs> Me and mommy strip, strip and workshop. That's just, that's great. It's great. Building bridges, building relationships left and right. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. TJ, how are you? Hello. Can ah! you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I can't hear um, anything else, but I can hear you. What's going on? Hey, back hey. in my day. What, what happened? In back, oh, no. What happened? 
Back in Fort Bragg, I used to be the designated driver for the guys that would go to the strip joint. <laughs> wow. And there's this place, and it should still be there. I don't know if it's still there. Rick's Lounge. Rick's Lounge. Rick's Lounge. There Sounds like this, a classy this, joint. I know, right? There was this, this bodybuilder stripper that would straddle the pole and do sit-ups off of it. Wow, that takes some. Uh, that takes a real. That takes a. a you got to have a pretty uh, solid core there to pull that one off. And she was. She was rolling the bank. Well, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Let let, let the professionals handle that. Don't drag the kids into it, man. I know, and then uh, of course you would move the older ladies that didn't know when to quit. But anyhow. Yeah. Well, that'll happen too, man. <laughs> yeah, Madonna. All right. Hey, thanks for the thanks for the call. One more public service here about strip clubs before I, I move on to something else. just want to say this for all the dudes that are listening. Trust your old Uncle Sean here, okay? She doesn't love you. She doesn't really like you at all. She thinks you're gross, but you've got lots of cash. You, you, she's, you're not, she's not the one, okay? I'm just telling you that. Well, right. here, here's a tip from Cousin James. <laughs> what? You can pull it off, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> it ain't that hard. But you are going to have to invest some money to... What, you mean to get hook up with a stripper? Yeah. Because I've only heard good stories about that happening. <laughs> Too much zero <laughs> There's great love stories out there about strippers and customers, man. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The 2024 Race for the White House. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back at Sean, Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We're talking about strip clubs. There's a, a, a dance studio for kids in Atlanta, Georgia, that's offering me and mommy pole dancing workshops. So I was talking, talking about strip clubs. My wife texted me, of course. Should I read it? So you went to strip clubs, and not the best people go to strip clubs. What does that make you? With a hmm emoji. And then she adds this. Wait, when did you have cash, punk ass? Well, baby, in between marriages, I had, <laughs> I had some disposable cash here and there. We'll do it all. 210-599-5555. I'm just saying nobody, it's stripper. Well, you don't, dude, you don't find the best people in strip clubs. James, would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, you get some flotsam and jetsam. You get some loners and pervy dudes. Yeah, but it depends. Local media types. There's you know, higher that end. That kind of people. There's what? higher end gentleman, gentlemen's clubs. I never went to those. I could never afford those places. I couldn't afford to get in the door of those places. Yeah. No. I'm in radio, man. TV guys, they sail right through that thing. But me, no. Too expensive. I went to the lower end strip clubs, uh, by and large. I mean, some of the guys I used to go with uh, turned out to be judges now, <laughs> vice presidents. Of like, banks. like my wife impl- implicated, you know, not the best people go to those places. So I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm not. Here's Esteban. Esteban, how are you? All right. What happened to the tagline where a kid can be a kid? <laughs> it's gone. I mean, and, you know, uh, I guess I'm an old fart now, but. This sounds like pedomania, and as far as these Karens that would actually take their kids to the class are precisely the women that should have been sterilized because they have no business having kids. <laughs> I, I think if you're taking your, your little cherub to a pole dancing class, you're, you're not being a good parent. I know that's really judgmental, but that's just kind of where I'm going. I think it's a bad idea from a parental standpoint, man. There's all kinds of other physical activities you can you can get involved with with your kid. So you don't have to go to a freaking pole dancing workshop, man. <laughs> I guess I'm on. 210-599-5555. Um, Kamala Harris. Speaking of former pole dancers, I'm kidding. Maybe. I don't know. She's all over the place now. Have you noticed that? Kamala Harris is everywhere all of a sudden. And she was on The View yesterday. And, wow, putting Kamala on The View, that's like a double shot of stupid. You know what I mean? That's a lot of stupid going on there. And yesterday on The View, she's apparently scared as heck about the next election, which is why she's traveling around our country uh, doing something. I'm not exactly sure what it is. 
Do you have any of that audio? Should we just play some of that? Let's take a listen. We have to earn the reelect, and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> oh, God. Who brung it to them? I didn't know this, but apparently Trey was saying she's, that's the second time she's used that line. We got to tell him who brung it to him. Why did that feel like like Hillary Clinton at that church a few years back? I don't always, what is, I, I don't feel always tied. We got to let him know who brung it to him. Does that kind of feel like they're trying to black her up a little? They're losing a lot of black people. Black people are waking up, but they're not going woke in the way these leftist pukes want black people to, to be woke. They're, they're waking up to the fact that these SOBs have been using their community for generations. And they remember a few years ago when they had money in their pockets, they had opportunities in their neighborhood. And, and Kamala and, and her, her people and them, they, they, they know it. So they got, man, they got to get the black people back on board, man. Got to get them back on the, on the political plantation. And so Kamala's out there saying, we got to know, we got to let him know who brung it. Which I think that's kind of insulting and racist. Um, you know, I, I don't know if the reason she's up out and about a lot is because they're seriously considering her in replace of Biden. Uh, you know, obviously, as the vice president, I guess that would be the logical choice. But she's a freaking moron. But then again, maybe they want a freaking moron that they can control, like the current cadaverous moron we have in the oval office i don't know uh trey uh was also talking and he's been we've been talking about michelle obama parachuting in for a long time i guess she's talking to donors for some bizarre reason could be weird man sean rima 9 till 11 News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back four minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We have a couple of political stories that are interconnected that I want to uh, give some time to here. Um, first off, uh, CNN and MSNBC and... Whoever else uh, uh, did this, uh, they got a lot of flack yesterday in the first half of this week because on Monday night after Donald Trump made history in Iowa, I mean, he broke records with how well he did during the caucuses. All right. This is history all the way around. This is a former president uh, who lost out his second term to this piece of crap we have in the Oval Office right now. He's running again. Uh, and so that's historical. And then he goes to the Iowa caucuses and he, and he sweeps the damn thing. Basically that's historical. So what he has to say at the conclusion of the Iowa caucuses is also historical and you should cover it. And yet CNN, uh, Jake Tapper, who my theme of the day is who's a piece of crap. You know, he's a piece of crap. And Trump was talking. They carried a few minutes of it live. I was watching, or I, I saw this later. And then uh, when Donald Trump started to talk about the border, Jake Tapper cut him off because, yeah, there he goes into his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Wow. Uh, it, Rachel Maddow, and Gutfeld had the line, man. Gutfeld's lines when he just tosses a, a, an unscripted line out. <laughs> Rachel Maddow, he brings up Rachel Maddow on the screen, and he goes, well, I'm glad to see Tony Dow is still getting work, the guy that played Beaver's brother. There is a resemblance. And Rachel Maddow didn't just not cover it, but she went on this endless explanation, this self-aggrandizing explanation about the journalistic ethics MSNBC, and we are, you know, I'm paraphrasing, we're professionally beholden to to not air his comments because he's so, he lies so much. He's such a liar head that we're not going to, we've made the difficult decision right to not, you know, air his comments. And they're getting a lot of flack for that. 
And one of the things, if you did uh, watch his his comments after the caucuses, which it, it was one of his best moments. Uh, he wasn't blustery. He was magnanimous. He he talked up DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Said oh, what a great job they had done. He talked up Vivek. What a guy came from nothing. Did a really great job. And in in the in when he, when he was about the business of thanking folks, and he was he was thanking his support base, he was thanking his staff, he was thanking his family, and then he started talking about his mother in law who passed away uh, last week, and uh, whom he was very obviously close to. You you got that listening to him. Uh, we talked about it on Where and Rima for the past few days that uh, that that was a really really genuine moment. And I think Trump's a fairly genuine guy. In fact, Trump's so genuine, he, he normally doesn't have a filter. He just says what pops into his head. He's very measured on Monday night, especially when he started talking about his mother-in-law and how she passed, and he, he loved her, and she was a great parent and a great mom. Uh, and it was a really, really uh, interesting moment to observe because, yeah, he had some emotion in his voice. Uh, you know, I can tell you from my own situation and uh, I know a lot of you, Trey and I talked about this and we both agreed and a lot of you have probably been through this experience too, that when you're married, especially if you're in a long-term marriage and you lose a parent or you lose your parents, then your spouse's parents take on a whole new role. Um, I know in my situation, my mom passed in March. Um, that I've gotten very close to my mother-in-law, and and I told her, I said, "You're my mom now. You know, you're 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 my mother," and and I I think of her that way. And uh, you know, we've known each other now for ten years, and I would say honestly that our our relationship has gotten much stronger uh, just over the past year because of that idea that I I think of her in that regard. I think of her as my mom, and you got that from Trump. Well, today is the memorial service. Uh, for for Donald Trump's mother-in-law, Melania's mom, uh, who obviously had a large, a great impact on Donald Trump, and uh, he's got this trial going on with this piece of crap chick. Who, <laughs> yeah, I, I said that. Who accused him of sexual assault in a in a in a big store in New York, for which there is it's no evidence. There's no witness testimony that this happened there's no security camera footage that anything happened um trump uh, and and uh, but she won in a civil case you, you have a different threshold right you know this in a, in a civil case and then a uh a legal case if that as it were and uh trump was found liable i think that's the right word for something that there's no evidence that ever took place so i guess he had to pay out a lot of money uh, and now he's being charged with defamation because at that time he made public statements. I don't even know this woman. I've never seen her before in my life. This didn't happen. Claiming your own innocence now apparently is defamation or libel or whatever you want to call it. So he's got that trial going on today, and his team had requested of the judge, hey, my mother-in-law passed. Tomorrow's the memorial service. I want to be there. Uh, can we put the proceedings off for a day at least so I can go to my mother-in-law's funeral? And the judge denied it. I think, uh, and Trey was saying this, I think uh, he, he gave Trump this choice. Look, you can either uh, be a part of your own defense or you can go to your mom's memorial service, but you can't do both. Now, come on, man. At this point, and Trump even said yesterday, it's not a time-sensitive case. These are not time-sensitive proceedings. We can pick up just as easily tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday, and it's nothing. The timing of it isn't crucial to the case. Uh, This is where you really see what childish, petty weirdos all of these people who are aligned against Trump truly are. I mean, that that's just kind of a D move. You know what I'm saying there? That there's 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 not even these people aren't even putting up, in a sense, anymore, even the semblance that this is somehow a, these are somehow legitimate cases. That they, they they have no problems 
putting their hatred of the man and their assumption that he's already guilty of whatever you charge him with on full display. And and if we brought this up earlier, if if this were any trial in any other regard, th- this would be a non-issue. It's bereavement. <laughs> you know, it's it's. <laughs> If you're anybody who who isn't Donald Trump in the exact same situation, these proceedings would have been put off so he can attend the funeral. But he's Donald Trump, man, and they hate his stinking guts. He broke their heads. He broke their psychology. Their hatred of him, and I would submit to you, a lot of them don't even know why they freaking hate him so much. It's just what you're supposed to do. Denied him uh, the ability to go see... Now, he's going anyway. He's going to the funeral anyway. But denied the request to put the proceedings off for even a day. Now, look, even if you freaking hate Donald Trump's guts, and again, you're listening to this show because you secretly hate yourself, explain that to me. Are you cool with that? Do you think that that was a legitimate decision by the judge based upon what's going on? Or was that choice made out of the fact that he wants to be a petty a-hole? And, you know, whatever Trump wants can't happen. Because that's the sense I'm getting. How freaking petty, man. And a lot of this stuff is petty. And if you look into the backgrounds of a lot of these people who are involved in these multiple cases against him, uh, they either have connections to Democrat PACs or they're direct donors in some regard. Uh, or they have a track record of making public statements like Letitia James about how she wants to take Donald Trump down. I mean, I've never, you and I have never seen anything like this in our lifetimes. And if I say this all the time. I'm going to say it again. If you are unaware of the fact that we are already living in a banana republic, with not just two tiers of justice, but multiple tiers of justice. With a fascist government that is weaponized not only against Donald Trump, because this isn't, he's right, this isn't all about him. It's about you and me. And uh, they're about it. They're, they are about destroying him because they know that if he gets into office, their window of opportunity to create this great global state here in America is over. Uh, and and they're pulling out all the stops, and they don't care if you know it. The government itself and all these court cases have been weaponized against him. In fact, I think they want you to know it. I think the underlying message of everything they're doing to Donald Trump to keep his ass out of the Oval Office is is code. It's we used to call it code, right? Messaging, dog whistles. I think the message the government is putting out to you and me is. Hey, if we can do it to this guy, we sure as hell can do it to you. So watch yourself. Mind yourself. Make sure you're not talking weird. <laughs> Make sure you got the right opinions. Stay in line. Am I right or wrong? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Yeah, that was just an a-hole move <laughs> on the judge's part, man. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. The New Hampshire primary. Coverage starts Tuesday night at 7 on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Let's go to the phones. Here's uh, here's Bob. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Rima. How you doing, brother? Not too bad, man. Another day in paradise. going to be a nice day, too. What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm thinking I'm tired of what they're doing to Trump. Especially what happened with this, uh, not seeing his mother in law. Uh, every time they do something like this, I think he gets more support. He does. And, uh, <laughs> Absolutely. And I he tell does. you what, I think this coming election, if, if the Democrats don't do anything illegal to stop this election, he's going to get, uh, well, he's going to trump. Well, yeah, well, but there's the, there's the, there's the rub, though, you know, if they don't do anything illegal. Oh, I, I think they'll be doing lots of stuff that's illegal. I think they already are. Oh, I you know, I, I don't put anything past this rabble to keep him out of office. Because it's his to win. I mean, he's sweet. You're right. Every time a legal challenge happens, every time 
they try uh, a new way of of getting rid of him or what have you, his support goes through the roof. Again, look at Iowa. That was amazing. They're going to have to kill him or put him in a cage, man. I got uh, I got some people at work that uh, that downgrade him all the time, and I, I support him. I come back at him. I'm, I'm tired of it. Anytime anymore that they, they come back and say, "Well, are you better off now? Uh, now are you better? Are you off better off then than you are now? Right? If they're being honest, yeah. they'd have to say yes. Yeah. I I don't get into it with Trump people anymore off the air. Uh, not that I ever really did, but when I hear people just spouting off that stuff, I just kind of roll my eyes and think to myself well you're gonna have to live in this world too okay without him you're you're gonna have to live you may just get everything you want trump may not ever be president again and uh you and i appreciate the call dude you you may get uh uh, everything you're you're hoping for hope you enjoy it we're all going to be eating out of the same dumpster when that time rolls around man if that time rolls around so good luck with that man um, James just apprised me of something, Don Morgan, that I'm I, it's sad for me. Uh, the Cowboy Breakfast is now being reported is over. They're they're not going to do it anymore. Uh, the Cowboy Breakfast Foundation uh, said in the press release that it's it's a free breakfast, and it just costs too much. We don't have the money to do it anymore. And it makes me sad because I, I've lived here 12 years, dude. I never made it to a cowboy breakfast. Oh, and now it's gone. Skipping school. Oh. We used to skip school and go to cowboy breakfast. Oh, man. How long, how long has this been going on? Oh, I've, I don't know. As long as you can remember, right? Like 30-something years. 30-something years. Held a cowboy's dance hall in the parking lot. And attended it pre-COVID. Uh, I'm reading the KSAT story here. Pre-COVID serve about 30,000 people every year. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. I've, I've also played Cowboy Breakfast. Oh, yeah? In the freezing cold, because it's February. Right. You know, it's oh, some of the worst gigs, because <laughs> it's so cold and it's so early when you have to go load right. in. Uh, but great memories of Cowboy Breakfast from... I don't know. Maybe I first went when I was like 17. It's been around since 1976. Wow. They've served over 1 million tacos, 300,000 biscuits and gravy, over 300,000 sweet rolls, over 200,000 milk juices, over 10,000 gallons of coffee. Uh, They've handed out over $250,000 in scholarships. And they just can't afford to do it anymore. So I get, and this was kind of the start of the rodeo season. I guess the rodeo itself is now going to do some kind of a breakfast. That's what I'm hearing. But the cowboy breakfast will be no more, uh, no more. And I think that's sad. And uh, you know what? And we were talking about this. Trey and I were actually talking about this off air. In that, because this is an economic reality, they, they just can't afford to do it anymore. It's it's all free. It's all volunteer-based, and the prices are just too damn high. You look at the economy we're in, and holy crap, we just don't have to be living this way. But while we are living this way, because I, I think you could point to the economy and point to, directly to the, the policies of, of this administration. This wasn't going on before you got into office. Quite the opposite, even with COVID. And what we're seeing through this bad economic stretch, especially here in San Antonio, is you're seeing a lot of restaurants that have been around forever that aren't around anymore uh, across the country. You're seeing a lot of things closing down that have been around forever, and now we're losing the cowboy breakfast. And I would point directly to this administration and these economic policies to put us here. They, They can't afford the crap they need to buy to put it on. That's all it is. And I never got to, and I never went. Uh, I suck. <laughs> we can we can blame Ron Nuremberg and Jalen. Yeah, Jalen and Ron. Yeah, you're part of this whole thing. You're, you're swamp dwellers. Well done, guys. You really are making it a world class. Remember when Nuremberg first got into office? And he was talking. He would talk smack about. I want to make San Antonio a world class city. Well, you did. We're just as crummy as every place else now, man. Ah, that sucks, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one. Don Morgan, did you ever make it out to the Cowboy Breakfast? 
What is he doing? What could he possibly be doing right now? I don't know. That news stuff. He's probably writing news stories and stuff. We're trying to do a show here, and he's writing news stories. You know, they had bean and cheese tacos, Don. You could have gotten those. You know, I just feel bad because it's one of those things that I kept saying, next year, next year, next year. Yeah, you can't do that anymore, buddy. You really can't with all things. I mean, I, I think as a general philosophy of life. You know, you need, to, and I'm kind of a, a learning this now. You know, life is quick. You got to, whatever you're going to do, do it now and appreciate what you got now. I, I get all that. Yeah. But the Cowboy Breakfast, it is. It's one of those things. My buddy's bar and music venue of 16 years, he had to close it down. Ah. Cowboy Breakfast. I mean, maybe it'll come back in a different form of $5 to get in. Maybe. And, and they give you a ticket for two right. tacos or something like that. But the free version is donezo. It's done, man. No more. One of those things I, old Sean kept putting off uh, year by year for 12 years. Never made it out there. Now it's gone. Very sad. Why don't you just come to work an hour early? I'll bring some tacos, <laughs> and you can stand outside in the cold. I'll eat them, and I'll, I'll bring my cowboy hat. <laughs> yes. And I'll eat some bean and cheese tacos, out, or uh, breakfast tacos out in the parking lot to get the vibe of it. The one-man cowboy breakfast. <laughs> My mom always said that I'll make you go blind. I'm sorry. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Let's go back to the phones. And I got I got another Reddit Am I the A-hole story for you. That should be a hoot. Uh, let's go to Matt. Matt, how are you? Hey, Sean. I have some great news for you. What's that? You could you could still get those free breakfast tacos at five a.m. It's not the cowboy breakfast; it's the cowgirl breakfast. So the cowgirl breakfast, Matt. Yeah. I didn't want to tell him about. That. There's a cowgirl breakfast. Yes, there I is. I didn't want to tell you. <laughs> I didn't know about this. Matt, go oh, ahead, Matt. Where does this happen? Where does this happen? It's uh, it's a club off of Four Chan by Pear and Bottle of the Greek influence. Of the Greek that- influence. <laughs> You show up at 5 a.m. and you, you know, party and converse in the parking lot, enjoy your tacos, and it's 7 a.m. on the dot, the doors open, bars open, entertainment goes on. It's the only day of the year that the it, that the dance club opens at 7 a.m. Dance club? Oh, it's so like it's a club or something? So these are like, it's a, it's they're cowgirls? It's an upper-class strip club. Keep, oh, yes. my God. It was the, it's been around for about 20 years. It's the answer to the cowboy breakfast. So it's a strip get, club, and the strippers, you, you go out there and get free breakfast from the strippers in the parking lot? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you, and then you go get a lap dance at 7 a.m. with a full belly. Oh, God. That sounds like a really bad idea, especially after all the procedures I've had. That could be uh, a biologically cowboy, bad idea, I'm just saying. Cowboy breakfast was more for the families. Cowgirl breakfast is uh, for the Is not for, for the, the families. <laughs> I don't I think my wife. Own. I don't think my wife would be digging on that idea. You know what I mean? I don't think my wife would appreciate. Oh, well, I just wanted to let you know that it existed, and there's there's still availability. Uh, it sounds like you know this very well. You must have been you've been attending for several years now. Is that uh, how you how you know about this or what? I worked there ten years. Yeah. Oh, okay. I almost so I became actually, a. I was actually paid. I was paid to attend such. <laughs> I, I I think I told you guys before I had the opportunity years and years, decades ago to be a strip club DJ in Delaware. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, 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 it's not something you want to see. I considered it just for the experience, but I didn't do it. But anyway, cowgirls. Well, good morning breakfast. and thanks again. All right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. All right. Yeah, that's it's really a thing. I just didn't want to bring it up. And it's a strip club that has a free breakfast, a cowgirl breakfast. Mm-hmm. In the parking lot, and you get a lap dance after you eat your your breakfast taco. Yeah, and they got Bloody Mary specials. And well, that doesn't I don't that doesn't mean anything to me. But the the lap dances, you know, hey, <laughs> wife starts the <laughs> wife starts the full time job next week. Um, anyway, no, I'm uh, plenty of spare time. I'm not going to. I'm the last place old Sean is going at the age of fifty six is to a freaking strip club. Okay, this right. <laughs> is not going to happen anymore. That yeah. no, I and I. Mm-hmm. No, I, and I'm I'm really genuine. I used to enjoy going out to those places in the back of the day because I, I I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> and you, you always I find bet you did. You always find something to write about. You know what I mean? If you're a writer <laughs> when you were in, in, in a strip club, you know. But now, ah, too much work, too much money. 
<laughs> Too much hassle at home? No, it's not worth it, man. Plus, you may hurt yourself. Or I may get hurt, you know, by yeah. the wife when I get home. So, I, I'm no, that won't be happening. Um, let me just float this by you real quick. Uh, this am I the a-hole thing. I'm not even on Reddit, but I, when it becomes a news story, I kind of click into it, you know? And this time out, who's the a-hole here? We can talk about this even after the break if you want. Um, you have a woman, uh, married, uh, she has uh, two kids. They're twin daughters. They're identical twins. They're both six years of age. Uh, husband has a younger sister who, and, and just a little more backstory. This family, they all live, you know, uncles, you know, brothers and sisters, mom and dad, they all live relatively close to each other. So they, they do a lot of stuff together as a family and a lot of gatherings. You have a younger sister of the husband of the mom of the twins. Well, I guess he'd be the daddy of the twins. And younger sister suddenly comes back on the scene. She was gone somewhere, and now she's back, and she's going to the family gatherings. Mom is upset with the sister because the sister apparently refuses to call the twin girls by their individual names. By and large, she refers to them as the twins. Mom is upset by this because mom wants to raise her twin girls as individuals because they're different. They just really look a lot alike. And apparently she has asked the sister repeatedly to not refer to her daughter, her daughters as the twins, use their individual names, whatever that may be, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, I don't know. Julian and Walk, I don't know. And apparently, <laughs> hey, it took me 10 years to figure out which one of those guys was who. Uh, well, didn't it? I mean, you, you know, it took me a little while. Uh, it, it, Joaquin's the one that looks hungover all the time. Okay. So I, I you know, so mom, sister keeps calling him the twins. So mom bans the sister from all the family gatherings, bans the sister from coming over to her house. So if they have Christmas at the at their place, sister can't come. And the question is, who's being the a hole here? I kind of think it's the, it's the woman, it's the it's the mom of the twins. They're they're twins. They look alike. Haven't you seen The Shining? People are going to call them the twins probably for a long time. They look a lot. Of, you know what I mean? Is it worth sacrificing your husband's relationship with his sister? Over the fact that I don't think it's intentional, she probably just calls them the freaking twins. I don't think. Another way, you know, I don't think. I don't get the sense that the sister is like, "Oh, I'm not going to call them their names. I'm going to call them the twins." Probably she just probably calls them the freaking twins. Is that worth sacrificing the relationship? No, uh, mom's the a hole for doing that, but the aunt, I guess their aunt, right. uh, sister is a jerk for not making an effort to if, remember their names. If she's come up to her and asked her a couple of times, well, don't be a jerk. Well, then call them by their names. But is it worth sacrifice or banning her from all family events? That, I think, is a little heavy-handed. And what's wrong with... But at the same time, it, is it fun to be twins? You know, I mean, they look a lot alike. They could have a lot of fun. I'm just saying, you're going to be the twins for a long time. You know, you're going to have to sort of learn to deal with that. You know, I'm not, I'm not a twin... But I imagine it's a little funky at first, especially when you're going through adolescence, right, and figuring out your stinking personality, and you got a carbon copy of you following your ass all the way, all around, all the time. Sure, I'm sure that's weird, but at the same time, you know, it's it's kind of your reality. I don't know. I, I I think the mom's being kind of a jerk in this regard, but that's Reddit. Who's the a hole? Taking your calls two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine. Well, when I, I mean, I'm mean, saying if, if the sister referred to them as meat and potatoes, you know, on a regular basis, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Meat and you know, I can see, I can see maybe <laughs> being upset. You know, freaking frack. You know, right. But you know, I, I, my sense is she just is lazy and just calls them the twins. I don't know. Two one zero five. I just keep seeing those little girls in The Shining. Man, I can't get that out of my mind. <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. The twenty twenty four race for the White House. Stay connected with Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one.
Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. How are you? How's your day going? Again, the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins coming up next. Talking about many of the same stories that uh, that I'm bringing up here. Uh, let's see. What did I talk to you about earlier, but I have not talked to you about recently? Talked to you, talked to you about what a dumbass Kamala Harris is. I, I don't know, man. She's out and about quite a bit. And uh, I, you know, obviously, as the vice president, if they got to shuffle Biden off because, you know, he's at the bottom end of stage four of dementia. Uh, but she is an idiot. But then I think about that. Well, she'd be controllable. You could you can control that check. Uh, this theory is and I maybe you have some thoughts on this. Maybe you don't. This theory has been around for a while uh, concerning another person. In fact, Ted Cruz is a big proponent of this idea. Trey Ware uh, has talked about this. My brother Trey, we've talked about this on Ware and Rima. He's talked about it on his show. It's the idea that uh, you bring in Michelle Obama. So you shuffle off Biden because he can't do the gig anymore. Maybe you get Kamala Harris. You, I don't know. You buy her some new drapes or something and, and ask, you know, and she drops. She doesn't want the gig. And so you bring in Michelle Obama, and the idea being, first off, she's a black woman, so you know you can't criticize her if you're Donald Trump or anybody else, man, because then you're a freaking racist. And also, she's the wife of Obama, you know, and uh, a lot of people on the left, for whatever bizarre reason, still hold him in iconic status. So maybe uh, they'd want to go for an Obama. If they can't have him, maybe they can go with her. I mean, I, I am increasingly of the opinion that Obama's still running things anyway behind the scenes. But And with the Michelle Obama thing, I really haven't bought into that yet. you know, And I'm still not absolutely convinced. But uh, apparently she's out there talking to a lot of donors and making connections. She's showing up on TV a lot more and on the podcasts. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess going into this year, and, and, and we talked about this earlier, and certainly this is true, that everything they fling at Donald Trump just makes him more popular, right? Um, so going into the, you know, the heart of the election season, we've got New Hampshire coming up next week. These, these people are worried. The people are seeing that, and I'm talking Democrats, the swamp, uh, the deep state, whoever they are. You know, they're looking at Donald Trump going, we can't stop this guy. Everything we throw at him just makes him more popular, just increases his base. We saw that in Iowa, no uncertain terms. So I, I don't, as far as, because they cannot allow him to be back in, in power. They cannot allow him. It has to do with their very freaking existence. They cannot allow that guy to get back into office. Then their evil plans are ruined. And so as far as what they are capable of doing to prevent that from happening, I say the sky's the limit. I say they're capable of anything. Now, on the on the Michelle Obama thing, the the you know, logic centers of my brain kind of kick in and say, well, she's got a great gig now. She she, she wields a lot of influence. Uh they're pumping out content on Netflix. Uh she, in other words, she's the master of her own fate, if you will without the peskiness and the annoyance of having to actually preside over the country. So my thought has always been, well, wait, why would she? You know, I, I, it, But then again, <laughs> but then again, dot, 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 uh, you look at the landscape uh, surrounding Joe Biden and, and who would be a possible choice for folks if, uh, if he doesn't complete this campaign, if he, if he jumps out or they force him out, who do they got? You know, who do they have? You know, Gavin Newsom ain't going to cut it, man. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy. Kamala Harris is a true dumbass. But again, you can you can control. I would assume you can control her. Michelle Obama. I, 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 it's not that I'm I'm you know absolutely convinced that that's an eventual eventuality. But at this point, yeah, I don't. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Why not Michelle Obama? She is beloved 
I, I would submit to you, in a sense, at this point, she's probably even more beloved than he is by by idiots on the left. Uh, so why not? <laughs> you know, she's 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 obviously busy right now. You know, and uh, uh, you, you know this this isn't this isn't deep political analysis. But when you're dealing with election season or being in any given election cycle in this country, uh, people who start turning up that you know weren't turning up a whole lot before you sort of take notice of you know uh even kamala kamala has really been out of sight for a while i don't think i'm telling tales out of church i mean she i'm not being a jerk she you haven't been hearing from her for a long time why well because every time she opens her mouth something stupid tumbles out and then uh, uh, the the press secretary, then they're all the all of them, they got to clean up that crap. And suddenly she's all over the place. She even said on the View that this is why I'm traveling all around our great country to fight Trump, man, because she's scared as heck about Donald Trump getting back into office. So I, I don't know. Uh, and again, Michelle Obama is talking to donors and big money people. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, again, if you're being objective and you're watching Joe Biden, you, you, you see what's going on. It, 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 what really opened my eyes, not that I needed them opened, as far as the Joe Biden's uh, decline here, but I forget what I don't. I don't even remember now what the sub what the subject was. It was something last week or maybe the week before. They were comparing and contrasting something Biden had said two years ago to something to a new stance he has recently. Uh, It might have been about presidential immunity. I'm not sure. doesn't matter. Point being that I saw a video of him from just two years ago. And he wasn't all that great two years ago. But you know what? There is a huge, noticeably different... There's a change in his condition from where he is now and where he was two years ago. You, you, You have to lie to act like you're not seeing that. So I, I, you know, he is increasingly unpopular. His numbers are in the toilet. They're actually bouncing off the bowl of the toilet. Uh, New Hampshire doesn't look good for him. You know, or you know, that, not that they it matters. He's the guy, but you know, you go into I, you look at Iowa. It's just an example, and I think it was like something absurd, like sixty-eight percent of the people that they talked to. Now they were GOPers largely, but these you know, sixty-eight percent. Of all the folks in Iowa who participated in the caucuses said, no, we don't think he legitimately won that last election. Now, again, these are GOPers, but that's a fairly large amount. And, and, and you look at the, the, the numbers. I mean, he handily won the caucuses. I'm talking about Trump in, in Iowa. And by, you know, Biden's numbers are, are just abysmal wherever the hell he goes. And they're doing this thing now where they have the ball cap on him, you know, all the time, so he can't see his eyes anymore. He's sitting down. Didn't I? He's sitting down a lot more. Hey, who called that a few weeks ago? I said, you know what? At the stage that he's at, based upon what I'm seeing, if he's got dementia, at some point he ain't going to be able to walk. At some point you just can't freaking walk. Magically, they have him sitting down a lot now. So increasingly, yeah, it ain't going to be him. They want. They may want to keep his ass around enough to pardon Hunter, but who's it going to be? Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs>